Hey there, this is Meg. I'm your host, and you are listening to Mental Status, a podcast about burnout for people in the mental health profession. Quick disclaimer, because you know that stuff is important these days. Uh, Mental Status is a podcast about burnout in the mental health field. It's for entertainment and educational purposes only. This is not therapy, and this is not clinical supervision. There are no CEUs associated with this podcast. Enjoy it and share it as you will. And if you're in a space where you're needing deeper support, please seek out therapy or supervision for yourself from somebody who is qualified to provide those services for you. All right. Hi, everybody. Wow. Hi. Um, it's me. It's Meg. I'm back. Uh, I think. I think I'm back. I'm pretty sure I'm back. Um, which is wild because the date today is September 10th, 2023. And I think the last time I released an episode was sometime in August of 2022. So, um, it's been a minute. It's been a long minute and I have certainly, um, missed the work a little bit. Um, but I also haven't, uh, which is weird for me to kind of say out loud that there's a, there's a part of me that has not missed doing this particular form of my work. Um, that isn't to say that I don't like what I've created and what people have helped me create here. Um, it's not to say that I haven't found, um, hosting this podcast to be just hugely valuable to me in my life, my professional worlds, personal worlds, all all sorts of ways. Uh, This podcast has really helped me and helped me grow and given me an outlet for some things that were just really hard to talk about for a while. Um, That is to say, it gave me an outlet to talk about burnout. Um, but eventually I got kind of tired of it. Uh, to crack a bit of a joke, maybe I got a little burnt out talking about burnout. Uh, and I reached this point where I, I felt like I was going through the motions um, when it came to all of the micro tasks associated with putting the show together. Um, the real joy that I did have the real joy that remained was when I was actually recording with guests. Um, those conversations never failed to um, help me learn something, make me laugh, give me a space to feel validated or to provide some sense of validation to someone else who was going through something difficult in their professional life. But I just found that, I don't know, I was giving a lot a lot of myself and a lot of my energy and time to a space that started to feel very overwhelming. Um, And around the time that I sort of, I guess, stopped is the best way to say it, right? I, I stopped putting out episodes and I stopped editing episodes that, you know, I, to be quite honest, I still have a few that are waiting for me to edit them and put them out. Um, I started to shift my focus in other areas. Um, Around the fall of last year, 
I started looking more toward um, community building efforts uh, using the platform that I'd built on Instagram called the Anti-Work Therapist, if you're familiar with that. Um, so I, I did a lot of work around creating a mentorship program, um, and we had hundreds of applications, so many people, which was amazing to see, so many people both wanting mentorship but also wanting to provide it. Um, and there was a lot of time and energy put into that project, um, you know, forming the applications and taking applications and matching people and helping people make the connections. And then that sort of filtered out of my life as well. Once the big, the big launch had happened, right? We'd made our matches and informed everybody. There was some, some movement still. Um, but that sort of took on its own life outside of my hands for the most part. Um, around the same time, I was getting ready to conceptualize and launch um, my consulting business uh, in former coaching, where I work with therapists who want to start private practice or who are in private practice and are burnt out and really not sure how to make their practice work for them. And so I was putting a lot of time and energy and effort into other areas of my life in the fall. And then in the spring, things started to shift again for me on a, on a bigger scale. And I was still working on the mentorship program to some degree and had just started up really really getting in the groove with my consulting business. Um, but something started to happen where I realized that I didn't want to be spending so much of my time, quite literally, looking at my computer screen and engaging with the world through my computer screen. Um, I had done a lot of that for the previous two and a half years, three years. Of course, a lot of us did. Uh, COVID-19 made sure of it. Um, but even as the world slowly started to open back up and go um, in person again, and, and people found ways to reconnect, I had still found myself very much in a place of being a, bit, a bit isolated, I guess you could say. Um, isolated within my own professional world, kind of head down, doing my thing, um, uh, just, just not taking my eyes off of all of these sort of like cognitive projects that I'd put myself into. Um, and I hadn't really found a way to engage in my own life outside of work socially. Um, to, to be quite frank, I lost a good number of friendships during the pandemic, during the first few years of it. Um, partially because I moved, right? So proximity was no longer a factor. So even when things started opening up, um, I couldn't just drive 10 minutes down the road to see my friends anymore. And another part of it was not keeping up with many of the friends at a distance. Um, I'd gotten pretty fatigued. Being an online therapist, Having my whole practice be virtual, I would find by the end of the day, there's nothing I wanted less than to spend more time trying to forge connections over a screen. 
And I started to realize that that is what I'd been doing for so long, was trying to forge connections through my screen. And it felt really lonely. And I felt really disconnected from myself. And I started to feel bored. Um, I was bored with a lot of the things that I was doing. Um, and so I, I, I went through this sort of secondary shift as my focus was retraining on to other parts of my professional life. I was letting some things go and engaging more deeply in others. Um, I started to realize that I wanted to start to re-engage in my physical world, my physical self, the physical world around me. I didn't want to be stuck inside. So starting in about late January, early February, I started training for half marathons. Um, I started running a lot. And I started running even when I felt very tired, or when I wasn't sure if I could keep my heart rate below 180 beats per minute, even though I was going what I considered it to be pretty damn slow. And I kept running even when it was cold, and I ran when it started to warm up, and I started to learn the motions of being more in touch with myself on longer runs. I had more space. I had more time. And as I dug further into that, I started to dig further into my social life, my social world, being with people. Um, I started spending more time at my CrossFit gym, um, partially because I really enjoy the intensity of the workouts, especially after a day of client sessions, um, but because there is a community and social aspect to it as well. And I started to re-engage in uh, polyamorous dating, which is something that um, has technically been part of my life since 2019. Uh, taken several breaks from that because of this, that, or the other. Um, you know, things going on. Um, obviously, the pandemic put quite a damper on that for uh, a good while. Um, but in the spring, I started to open back up to the idea of re-engaging in other relationships. And so this really cool thing started to happen where I had other parts of my life that felt more important or just as important as my work. And I stopped placing so much emphasis and stress and strain on my professional life. And in all of this, as I was training for half marathons and I started dating somebody new and I was spending more time socially out in the world, even if in, um, you know, a gym setting, my husband got laid off. <laughs> so we lost about a third of our income. Um, he got, he got laid off, uh, in late spring, early summer <clears throat> and is still currently looking for work because that's how the economy has been. And even with that, there's been a sense of 
trust, which has been kind of weird for me. It's a weird sense of trust in my professional life and a weird sense of trust that the changes that are happening are not necessarily bad. And even though I had turned away from this podcast for quite some time, and I turned away from posting as frequently on anti-work therapists, and I had turned away from some of the <clears throat> some of the things that I had done during my my times of professional growth, but personal isolation, that it would be okay, that I would still be able to feed myself and my family, and we would still be able to take the vacation that we started planning way earlier in the year, and we did. We took two and a half weeks overseas, and things have been okay. And what I think I failed to realize, and what I've realized more recently, is that in stepping away from some of these longer-term projects and taking a breath and allowing them to be, I was entering a sort of liminal space with my own creative self. I had been so... um, Productive, I guess is the word I could use. I'd been so productive in my creativity and in the things I was seeking to do professionally. And I had pushed myself so much that I kept experiencing these big rushes of creative energy followed by a crash. Right. And I would try, I would try to um, press through the crashes and just get to the next project. And it, it never ended up working to actually get me what I really wanted, what I needed out of those projects. The more I tried to press and push my way through the crash rather than resting, the worse I felt. And the less invested I felt in the projects I was putting out, the less engaged I felt, the less proud I felt the more it felt like I was just going through the motions. Which for me, uh, if I'm taking a bird's eye view, can look like anxiety crashing into sort of a low-grade depression and irritability, followed by the anxiety of not doing enough, so on and so forth. So what I really needed to do, and what I tried to do, And what I did end up doing when I stepped away from weekly podcast releases and daily Instagram posts and all of the shit that I had put on myself without anybody asking me, is I started to notice more space. And I started to notice less intensity of stress around what was going to happen in my business. I started to notice less intensity of stress around being forgotten. Like, oh my God, if I don't post, if I don't send out a newsletter, if I don't post a a new episode, at least every other week, if not weekly, people are going to forget me. I I stopped worrying, (laughs) I guess is the best way I can describe it. I stopped worrying so much 
about losing that because I was more concerned about losing me, losing myself and the things that I was really trying to work for, which is a sense of ease and a sense of security in as much as any of us are able to really gain a sense of security. I wasn't getting that by moving through those cycles of stress to depression, to stress, to depression. It wasn't working. And so I took a break and I think at first I told myself I just, I needed to take a couple months and then I would get back to it. And a couple months passed and of course, you know, August, September, October, we get into the holidays. A lot of stuff going on. Didn't quite feel, um, I didn't feel ready. And I listened to that. It wasn't just a mental readiness. It was a physical sense of readiness to get back into it. So I let a few more months pass and I still didn't feel ready. And I had a sense that I wanted the podcast to be something different. I wanted anti-work therapist to be something different. I wanted something else to come of these spaces. I had no idea. And to be quite honest, I still don't really have an idea of what it's supposed to be. But I knew I didn't want to push it. And so I stuck with the things that were continuing to feel right and aligned for myself and for my business, both in my private practice and in my consulting business. I made some shifts gradually over the course of a year in a way that would allow me to have a schedule that gave me back my weekends, that limited the number of individual clients I was seeing in any given week, while still giving me the opportunity and the option to see a select number of clients on insurance. Yes, yes, I know, if you know me, you know how much I rail on insurance, but I am indeed. <laughs> I'm taking an insurance, one. It's the uh, the marketplace here in Indiana, CareSource. Um, and and I, I did that for very specific reasons that I took quite a bit of time to think through. I'll go through that in a different episode, probably, if I remember. <laughs> but I took my time, really, to make some changes that felt aligned with where I was at at that time in my life and where I still see myself to be. Changes that would allow me to prioritize running and going to my CrossFit gym and being able to have time with both my husband and now my long distance partner. Changes that would allow me to, I don't know, rest at night and just enjoy my shows or go for a walk in the evening instead of working on endless projects that I had assigned myself for no fucking reason. And it's been nice. So, so that's what I mean when I say that I've both missed and have not missed this show. I have both felt guilty. Um, yes, I, I have felt guilty. Um, mostly because I've got a couple of episodes with some guests that I recorded last year that um, I, I, I think this is a healthy uh, type of guilt. I need to get those edited and, and put out because, because those folks 
volunteered their time and their expertise and their wisdom. And I want people to be able to experience that. So there's some guilt, right, of not showing up in that way. But there is also just a sense of so much relief when I realized nobody is going to make me do this. I am not going to make me do this. I'm not going to show up and force myself to do it. That's not how I... That's not how I'm choosing to do my work anymore. It's how I've done it for so long. And I, it's still such a gradual process. And in, in everything that I do, I'm still learning how to not force myself. But I'm learning, right? I'm learning and I'm allowing liminal spaces to be what they are without pushing to get through them and making them stop because that's just not how liminal space works. We can't make it not be, and we can't think our way out of it. It's an experience that I think, and I've really come to believe is just vitally important as part of the overall whole experience of our lives both professional liminal spaces, but personal as well. And so I feel, I feel good today recording this particular episode. And I'm not going to make it long because I don't have a whole lot else to say other than, hi, <laughs> um, I'm here for now. And I have a few episodes that I know I owe to the guests who came and interviewed with me. I owe it to them. And I genuinely want to push those episodes out into the world because I think what they shared is really important. And I'm also here to tell my audience that I'm going to show up here in a way that is different than before. Um, as far as I can tell, and as far as I've been able to glean from this time away, um, Although I still do a good amount of work clinically and even in my consultation business around the topic of burnout, I'm still very passionate about helping people through the process of burnout. For this podcast and for the purposes of where I'd like to see it go, I think the topic of burnout for me is done, at least as the main focus. Um, but I don't, I don't know yet what is going to be in its place. And I am very comfortable saying that. I'm comfortable saying that this is still a container that um, I think is really valuable. And I think that there can be conversations about burnout that are really helpful in the context of larger conversations around being a business owner and specifically a therapist business owner or healing professional business owner in today's world. And in the context of how do we take radically different approaches to ourselves and to our work and to the people that we're working with so that burnout is something that is more easily managed with less guilt and less shame 
and less feeling of having to just push through just because we've decided that that's what we need to do. So I was inspired to record this, um, this particular brief little hello, uh, because I actually quite literally just got back from a run. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful day today, uh, September 10th here in Indiana. Um, not too hot, kind of warm, but not overwhelming. The humidity wasn't too bad. Sun is out, but I found plenty of shade. And I stuck a few podcasts on as I was running. It was one of my, my longer runs. I did 10 miles today. And for some reason, I felt called to re-listen to an episode um, from Jenny Blake's a podcast called Pivot. Um, and I don't quite remember the episode number. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, but the whole episode was about uh, pivoting. Um, pivoting within liminal space. Uh, and the specific title, okay, here it is. Uh, it's a best of episode. It's from July of 2019. Um, I think it was reposted in July of 2020. Uh, it is the Penny and Jenny show episode eight, embracing liminal space. So this is an episode that I remember listening to. I think it was probably late 2022. So late last year, early this year. I remember it was cold outside, I was walking, I put on this particular episode, and it just hit, it hit really hard for me, um, being in a liminal space, as I feel that I have been for a lot of things, um, specifically in my professional life, it feels like one giant liminal space. But I put it back on today as I was running, I felt the need to re-listen to this episode, um, and I won't go too far into it. I would highly recommend checking out the episode. Um, and I'll try to link to it in the show notes if I can. But embracing liminal space, generally speaking, uh, the, the topic of it was don't try to force your way through transition. Don't try to make the unknown into something that it isn't or cannot be. You don't need to force your way through these big changes. In fact, that's counterproductive most of the time when you try to sort of bull rush your way through a space and a time, both mental and physical perhaps, where what you really need is fallow ground, right? You need to till the ground and let it rest. You need to wait. For the seeds that you've planted to grow and you cannot force that you can't make a seed grow faster than it is actually able to grow and in doing so when you stop pushing when you stop making yourself feel bad and you stop beating yourself up for not making greater moves movement actually happens things start to go again it's the weirdest thing 
it's it's kind of hard to explain, and I think they do a better job of it in that particular episode. Um, again, it's the Jenny and Penny show, episode eight, Embracing Liminal Space. Um, it's posted on Jenny Blake's uh, podcast, Pivot with Jenny Blake. Um, they just do a very nice job explaining and getting into the feeling portion as well of what it's like to be in liminal space. So that's what inspired me to show up here today and say, I've, I've been in the liminal space for a long time. Um, mostly in my professional life, personally, I think things are moving a lot. Um, but there's been a lot going on behind the scenes, a lot that has not been visible in the way that I've made it visible before. And I'm okay with that. And I'm happy to show up for myself and my business in that way. Um, I'm happy to sometimes take a step back and reimagine and give space to change. I'm much more comfortable with the process of saying, hey, I tried a thing. I did it for a while and now I'm done. <laughs> um, that, that suits me well to be able to do that. And that suits me well to, to come on here and, and talk about that. Because I think a lot of us feel like once we have committed to something, we're locked in. We can't change. And if we change, that means we've done something wrong, which is not the case. Not at all. All right. Well, it's about a half hour in. And I feel like I've mostly been rambling. So um, basically what I'd like to say is thank you to everybody who has I guess stayed subscribed to the show, even though I've been in hibernation mode for about a year. Um, people who have shared my work and continue to support what I'm doing. Um, it's, it's all been so valuable and that's connecting with folks has probably been one of the parts I've missed. Um, and at the same time, I found connections in other spaces and places. So, it's all evened out. Um, what I'm not going to say is when the next episode is coming out, although I do have the intentions of editing those couple of episodes with previous guests and releasing those post haste, because I, <laughs> let's be real, there, there are some aspects where like, okay, here's a commitment that I've made that I want to follow through on. Um, but as far as the actual future of mental status, it is still question mark and yet in transition and, and under review and uh, coming soon <laughs> is what I'll say. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope to be back with y'all again soon. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I hope that whoever or wherever you are, you can start having more conversations in your circles of support about better ways to support ourselves and to support each other through burnout. If you like today's show, please make sure to head over to wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you left a rating and a review on there to help get the word out. Thanks so much, y'all. Until next time, take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon.